uh, Wakanda forever? And ever. Hit the theme music. Okay. <laughs> you, you bother counting? No, I usually, yeah, between the things. You know this. I usually, like, point out with my fingers. And I don't understand why you do that when you can just easily edit it. Oh, no, just because I like actually giving a certain amount of silence in between. Sure. It, it gives it it gives it more of, a like, a, a live feeling. And a live crackling feeling. I don't like editing. In case the, in case the listeners don't know, mm-hmm. um, there is, like, hardly any actual editing during our conversation. Really, Daniel. And that's how I like it. Yes. yes. Hey, you know what? You're, you're the Paul Shear camp, where, you know what? You feel like the blemishes make the show real. Yeah. Is that a Paul Shear thing? I don't know. Okay. I, just, I just pulled a random podcaster out of my butt. That makes out. Well, that makes out. That makes out. <sighs> Welcome, wow. dear listener readers. Yeah, hello, everyone. <laughs> to Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Watch by Top Gallant Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on revolution. It's always on graphic novels. It's always on trees. It's always on superhero horseshit. <laughs> it's always on Africa. It's always on uh, 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 Marvel. It's always on Michael B. Jordan, baby. It's always on all the Tanahasi Coates literature. Yeah. As always. Totally. We always talk about it. His one fiction book. Gabriel, mm-hmm. who are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every <laughs> now and again. I'm a writer and a podcast producer. Mm-hmm. And um, believe it or not, we're open for business at the bar <laughs> in Oyster House. I am serving drinks with a mask and gloves and six feet away from you. Uh-huh. But hey, we're we're fucking rolling. I sold uh, three ounces of Pappy Van Winkle today, so okay. gave me happy. All right, that's nice. What about you, Haas? Uh, before that, I just want to say, slow readers, not open for business. No. Closed. Ga- Gabriel. Yeah, what? I am Daniel Gonzalez. Hi. An audio producer, editor, writer, and an author of fiction. Totally. This is the only yes. explicit <laughs> literature comedy podcast fuck yeah. on the market. Fuck yeah. If you if you like the word fuck in yeah. conjunction with words about revolution uh-huh. and fine literature, smash that like button. Smash it. Give us five stars. We five appreciate stars. you. Only five stars. That's it. Don't give us any less. Don't be. Don't be fucking. Okay. If you're gonna give cheap. us less stars, you have to write a review. Yeah. That's you, the exchange. You have to write a re- review. Yes. And you have to explain why. Yes. In detail. In detail. Or one sentence insulting us. And also at the end, apologize. Be as personal <laughs> as possible. Apologize. That's all. That's what I want. You can be as mean as and personal as you want. Mm-hmm. The last thing is also, and I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's it. Works that's all too. I want, and that's fine. It that can't be first because that doesn't count. Or you can begin a very very mean paragraph with mm-hmm. the, with the phrase uh with all due respect daniel do you buy into that phrase that um anything you say if you're saying a sentence anything you say um before the word like but doesn't count oh yeah pretty like much. i'm sorry but i'm sorry doesn't count yeah 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 not gonna get into that that's the other thing what do you mean ah uh, the jk rowling thing it's, oh yeah let's uh, well to be honest i actually don't know because uh, uh weirdly enough that's not like that's the top the, two things in the news. That's not the most incendiary thing happening in the world right no, now. No, and honestly, again, I don't care. I don't give a shit about rolling. I'm uh, just like, Joe, you have a platform of billions of children. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. You I, don't need to be out there championing the transphobes. Just shut the fuck up, Joe. She's, uh, yeah, no, she, well, we, we talked about Joe a lot during our Harry Potter. Show. Listen to that, listener readers, if you want to hear more about Harry Potter bullshit. <laughs> yeah, on our what, our, our, what number is that? Our 150th episode? Uh, our extremely drunk conversation on, uh, wizards. 
uh, Magic. what's it called? On Goblet of Fire? Goblet of Fire. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it was? I don't yeah. remember the book. On Order of Phoenix is going to be episode 175 or 200. Ugh. I think it's going to be 200. Every 50 episodes of Harry Potter? All right. Anyway, anyway. so speaking of which, Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we're actually pausing for a brief moment. We're, and not, our, we're not preordained today? We're not We're not preordained. That's mm. actually a much better one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I said that episode one. Did you? I did. I didn't remember that. Oh. Uh, but no, it's. It, I pulled the title of my ass, which is Predained. Predained. Which is lazier, which means better. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like, you know, the Jim Carrey movie, Dark Crimes. It's like, why come up with something creative? Yeah. Daniel believes in working smart, not hard. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, wait, what was I going to say? Yeah, so like we're not doing, so like we're taking a pause because with everything going on, we, we still kind of want to keep things relatively light like hopefully people are out there listening to this and like they'll be like oh here's a nice pleasant distraction. yeah we, we hope you'll be listening to this while you protest we 100 percent support protesters 100 totally. percent black lives matter totally um fuck the police that uh-huh. kind of thing um but maybe we don't need to contribute to the heaviness so we can contribute to some of the lightness right now yeah but you know we're out there for you um give money to campaign zero that's what we did yeah yeah you know, there's something I want to talk about that off air, just Uh-oh. because, like, no, there's something kind of heavy. I was talking to our old buddy Eve from New York about oh, it. Oh, Ibrahim old, Omar, old Ibrahim. Which, by the way, um, who has been very, very active with like protesting in uh, in New York City. Yeah, he's he's part of the alt punk LGBTQ scene in New York. Yeah, he's very like integral to it. He uh he like he got riled up during a text message and like and like was like was like and he shouted a bunch of like uh uh, uh what, what do you call it like um like a cab what do you call that. A what? A cab. Like, a you know, cab. Yeah, all caps are all cops are bastards. Oh, I'm what, not familiar with that. A cab uh, acronyms. It's like acronyms and like nicknames for things. He like listed a bunch of them, and the only one I knew what it meant was a cab. <laughs> I don't even know that one. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. So he's I don't know. But anyway, so moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel, we're just taking a pause. We're just talking about like what's something like cool we can do. Like some like a like a, a fun. Well, it's supposed to be fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of... We should have done the novelization of the movie. Ugh, that, that way we could have sped read it. Who wrote it? One second. Let me look that up. I hope it was Tanahasi Coates. Gabriel, can you can you tell us what we read? Daniel, we decided to read volume one of Tanahasi Coates' run on Black Panther. Damn straight. The comic book series from Marvel Comics. Novel. What's the name of it? It's vol- it's book one, uh The Nation Under Our Feet. A Nation Under Our Feet? A Nation Under Our Feet. It's under oh. it should be there in my I see the I see the Shuri novel. Yeah, what's it? Um, Claws of Black Panther? I don't know. Black I'm look, Panther? I'm looking at this thing up now. Uh, oh, it's not going to be in the notes. It's going to be in the... God damn it. Well, yeah, hold on. I got it. Get got together! It. Oh, the Kindle. title appears so small. This would be a great thing a to A nation under out. our feet. Sure, a nation under our feet. No, the whole thing stays. Okay. This is the charm. That's, that's fine, that's fine. We're fucking cool, all right? <clears throat> yeah, you said it. Mm-hmm. See, if you're going to cut something out, it's going to be that. Candy Mouth. There's a junior novel. Is that what you're talking about? No. Weirdo. There wasn't the novelization of that? That's a shame. Oh, I, look, I looked up Black Panther novel. The first thing that came up with is the Shuri. It just says Shuri of Black Panther novel, Marvel 1. Uh, I feel like there, this what, book. What, what, a, what a shame that the novelization market is relegated only to Star Wars these days. I would love to read a novelization of every single Marvel movie. 
that's weird. They're fine. There's a, the, the, I have seen these. There are junior novels for. Uh, oh, I think I know what you're talking those. about. They're, yeah, they're like, like like part graphic novel, part text. They're like almost like light novels. Sure, well, actually, we, that's a great we, we comparison. Did one of those kind of a little bit, but they're like I think for an even like younger market. I think for the most part. Sure. Remember, like, I remember there being ones for like The Dark Knight Rises, and I'm being like, or like The Dark Knight. I'm like, how did you make that for kids? How. How do you do that? I don't know. Did did, did um Rachel Dawes go off to a farm upstate? She got she got uh, pleasantly and PG blown up. <laughs> How do you do Two Face? Uh, I don't know. I remember hearing like uh, this is we're already on a tangent. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so like uh um, I'm sorry. The guy who played uh, Two Face. Um, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Harvey Wallbanger. Uh, Aaron Eckhart, he said, like, like after the movie came out, he's like, oh, no, it's really cool. Like, some kids were like, hey, we're going to be Two-Face for Halloween. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Kids like it. I get why people like it. Which is kind of weird because you're thinking, like, that's how that was your in for, like, understanding it being a successful movie? I guess so. All right. I mean, that's crazy. Hey, when you originate in the Salt Lake City uh, theater scene working uh, under Neil Butte, you have different expectations of what market is. Oh, of course you fucking know that. Of course I do. Gabriel. Yep. <laughs> so we're doing that and uh-huh. we did some research. Yeah. Where are your notes? <laughs> it's under my documents. Your documents. You use documents on your one second. I use Google Docs for everything. You're the one who's a fucking Cro-Magnon man who refuses to use Google Docs. In pages. Yeah, use use Google Docs like the rest of us. Uh. Oh no, really? Okay, let me swipe. Right. I'll scroll yeah. down to it. That's on you. You let it die. I didn't let it die. Way to go, Leslie Feist. <laughs> let it Always die. a great reference. Oh, we might make a reference to her later on. How episode. so? Oh, just because we're going to play a literary game. Oh, my. I wonder if it's it's the hilarious and awesome game you play called, called um, One Evening. One Evening. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like my second favorite Leslie Fye song. Gabriel is still scrolling through Gabriel, his immense I've told list. you this multiple times. Every episode, I use yeah. the same document. So I have like 60 pages of games and research and notes. All right. So that Actually, we're going to publish that one day as a slow reader's reader. I thought, I legit thought you the were- slow that reader. You're going through the list of all the documents actually in here. So you're just, no. you're like, let me find it. It was scroll, a scroll, tough. Scroll, 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 <laughs> scroll. Nope. All right, that's it. So, Gabriel, uh, you did the research for both uh, the author and the Hello? book. Hello? Oh, fuck. Was that me? Or was that, that was you? you. Was that me? I didn't feel a vibration. Oh, oh it's it both of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katie fucking and commence. Katie, damn it. stay tuned for the next podcast on my network. So Star click- and Katie commence. Yeah, yeah. Keep, yeah, I did a lot of research, but I felt it was important to research <clears throat> both Black Panther, because I don't know that much about him, and Ta-Nehisi Coates. And yes. so, that was, so I'm not talking for about... 15 minutes daniel's gonna do half and the other half yeah and i'm gonna mainly talk about black panther yeah, yeah. both the series and the character oh at some point they're gonna see some colored text uh-huh. with two names in it remind me to get there uh, you don't okay. need to read their names yeah, just yet sure thing um uh, the the warrior king of wakanda yeah a, T'Challa. Char- a character who might be very well known in america now he is thank god <clears throat> so black panther aka t'challa uh, first appeared in Fantastic Four number fifty-two in July nineteen sixty-six. Hot damn, Gabriel! Uh, I got the uh, the iBook copy of this. Mm, I got the Kindle Unlimited version. Yeah, uh, mine ended with the first appearance. Mine too. Okay, cool. I was gonna. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, his appearance predates the October nineteen sixty-six founding of the Black Panther Party, but not the Black Panther logo of the party's predecessor the Lowndes County Freedom Organization, or the LCFO. Hmm. There was also an unrelated segregated WW2 uh, Black Panthers tank battalion. WW2. WW2. W. Uh, Jack Kirby's initial concept art named him Cold Tiger. 
Stanley, co-creator along with uh, Kirby, denied any association and has said that it was a strange coincidence. Yes. Oh, that's Stanley. Sure, on, Stan. Uh, I'm sure it was actually. There, there was a lot of. Yeah. Stanley was an innocent. Well, when we talked about like a prophet, we're talking about like how like all of those characters were just complete ripoffs to uh to like actual like like main mainstream ca- anyway yeah they were all originals <clears throat> they're all ripping off each other way back when lee and kirby's creation of black panther was inspired by lee's desire in the mid 60s to include more african and african-american characters in marvel comics no way in 1963 they included a black character gabe jones <laughs> who uh in the ensemble cast of sergeant fury and his howling commandos I wonder why they were howling were they werewolves all right was was uh, Fury. I'm assuming like Nick Fury. He was part of the Howling Commandos. I believe that's actually Nick Fury's predecessor. Because like the Howling Commandos were from World War Two. So it was a different Sergeant Fury. Yes. Okay. Because I believe um, what's it called? The Howling Commandos aren't Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, I should point out. Yeah, no, I, I I know that. I should I, I should. Just Which point I've out. only watched when I've been like pissed drunk. Uh, listeners, I know nothing about superheroes outside of movies. Yeah, Daniel doesn't give a shit about superhero comics. Yeah. So like I I, I don't know any. Daniel's of this favorite stuff. superhero comic is Profit. Yes. <laughs> And that's not really a superhero That's comic. not even it's, remotely it's not a, superhero a superhero comic. Uh, and, and Lee encouraged artists to include black characters in crowd scenes. Uh, in a 1998 interview, Lee explained his motivation. I wasn't thinking of civil rights. I had a lot of friends who were black, and we had artists who were black. So it occurred to me, why aren't there any black heroes? Yes, Dan. After his debut in Fantastic Four number 52, uh-huh. Black Panther made many more appearances across Marvel titles for the next few years before he received his first central starring feature with Jungle Action number five. Jungle Action it, number five. In July 1973. It's just a coincidence it's the jungle. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I bet there was lots of Vietnam stories. Known white person, Don McGregor, mm-hmm. pencilers Rich Buckler, Gil Kane and Billy Graham, the only black artist on the team. And there's two names in purple. So, Daniel, as I was doing this research, I was wondering if any of these team members were African-American. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Don McGregor, white as a driven snow. Okay. Bill, um, Gil Kane, white. Um, Other guys, white. I'm like, oh, Billy Graham. He's black. That's cool. Uh-huh. And I looked at the next two names and I'm like, are they black? No, they're not. <laughs> okay. So Klaus Jansen and Bob Mc- McLeod are also- McLeod? McLeod. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So they're I also- I thought that was amusing. Also, why does the Dredgeman Snow? You know, uh, not to get into it, but you know, uh, Zorro uh, created by a white guy. Yeah. In, uh, California. It so, means the fox. Yes. In, in Espanol. In Espanol. Uh, began, a new, began a nude run in jungle action in the following issue, creating what some now refer to as Marvel's first graphic novel with jungle action number six through 18, yeah. an arc called Panther's Rage. You don't need to read the entire Dwayne McDuffie quote, by the way. Okay. Uh, issues uh, 19, uh, 1924 dwelt in uh, Black Panther facing off against the KKK. Uh, legendary comics writer Dwayne McDuffie raved about McGregor and company. Yeah, basically, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, um, he is a, I, I think in a lot of um, comic book and superhero nerd circles, mm-hmm. he's most well known for writing some of the most amazing episodes of the Justice League cartoon and Justice League um, uh, Unlimited. He, um, like, kind of helped, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, engineer the really amazing, like, retelling of the whole Justice League stories in the TV show form. And Dwayne McDuffie, who died at a very young age. I think he was a co-creator of Static Shock, too. Uh But he was, like, 
integral. He was one of the best voices in comics before he died at a young age. Okay, okay, that's cool. Well, he says some really nice things. I'm going to skip it. Yeah. Uh, Jungle action sales were uh, low, so Marvel relaunched Black Panther in his own title series from January 1977 to May 1979. The only places where Jungle Comics was selling well was in colleges. Okay. All right. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, uh, 1977 to uh, 1979, basically between Star Wars and Alien. True. Across the next decades, Black Panther would be uh, would be launched and relaunched with multiple writers, including Christopher Priest. Not the Christopher Priest. I I looked this up. Yes, this is a different Christopher Priest. This uh, this Christopher uh, Priest is is black. Yes. The other one is white and uh, Mm -hmm. English. Yeah. Uh, Reginald, I'm sorry, the other Christopher Priest is the writer of the novel uh, The Prestige. Yes. Uh, Reginald Hudlin. Uh, and do you know who Reginald Hudlin is, Daniel? Was he the director of House Party and The Great White Hype? Yes, he's also um, uh, the the like the main guy behind BET. He yeah. co-created. He helped. Um, he, he, he executive produced um, uh, the Boondocks yes. with uh, Aaron Magruder, and Aaron Magruder hates Reginald Hudlin. <laughs> there was an incredibly like like contentious partnership. Uh-huh. I think Hudlin had very little to actually to do with the Boondocks, or he may have been the reason why Magruder left the show. Mm-hmm. But you know how how much Aaron Magruder, the creator of the Boondocks, shits all over BET because he feels that BET is one of the most insulting things he's seen in his life. Wow. No, I, I actually I, I've seen a bunch of Boondocks, but like probably not as much mm. uh, as like as I think you have. You were a big fan, right? I watched the first two or three seasons religiously, and then, you know, it just stopped caring. Did it only have, like, five or something? I think it only had four, actually. I might have only watched the first two seasons. Interesting. Uh, one of the writers, of course, being Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, who has written <gasps> who? for the series with legendary artist Brian Stelfreeze. Uh, that that's right. how you say his name. Of the Atlantic Gaijin Studios scene. Yeah, no, he was part of a famous Atlantic, um, uh, an Atlantic comic scene. Okay. So that brings us handily to yes. Tanahasi Coates, the yeah. current writer of the comic. I believe he's still currently writing. I know Roxanne Gay is also writing for it, yeah, which but... is pretty cool. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So let's see here. Tanahasi Coates was yeah. born on September 30th, 1975, in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, John Waters, baby. Woo. And The Wire, which is complicated now. Yeah. I was talking to Eve about that as well. <laughs> you know what's really it's gonna be really weird? Mm-hmm. What's the next season of Brooklyn Nine Nine gonna be like? Oh, I don't know. I can't even imagine. Anyway, um, Ta-Nehisi Coates became a MacArthur Genius Grant recipient in 2015, mm-hmm. and to this date has only published one fiction novel, The Water Dancer, in 2019. Yeah. Coates' first name, Ta-Nehisi, is derived from an ancient Egyptian language name for Nubia, a region along the Nile River in present-day northern Sudan and southern Egypt. Mm-hmm. So Coates' father, William Paul Coates, was a Vietnam veteran, a former Black Panther, Publisher uh-huh. and librarian. His mother, Cheryl Lynn Waters, was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Coates' father founded and ran Black Classic Press, a publisher specializing in African-American titles. The press grew out of a grassroots operation, organization, the George Jackson Prison Movement. Mm-hmm. Initially, the GJPM operated a black bookstore called The Black Book. <laughs> Later, Black Classic Press was established with a tabletop printing press in the basement of the Coates family home. So, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Coates' father had seven children. He had five boys and two girls by four women. Uh-huh. And um, uh, out of all the different kids, uh, um, Ta-Nehisi is the only one who lived with his father the whole time. The rest lived with their mothers. Uh-huh. In Coates' family, he said the important overarching focus was on rearing... Oops. I hit the microphone with my iPad. <laughs> That's in Coates' family, he said the important, um, the important overarching focus was on rearing children of values based on family, respect for elders, and being a contribution to your community. I read that really weird. Mm-hmm. 
Um, his, um, Coates' interest in books was instilled at an early age when his mother, in response to bad behavior, would require him to write essays. His father's work of the black press, um, black classic press, was a huge influence too. Coates has said that he read many of the books his father published. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanahasi Coates attended Howard University in Washington D.C., mm-hmm. but left after five years. I'm like, he left after five years. Who goes to? I mean, he's going for his master's, I guess, uh-huh. to begin a career in journalism. He started as a reporter for the Washington City Paper, and from 2000 to 2007, mm-hmm. he wrote for a bunch of different publications, including Philadelphia Weekly, The Village Voice, represent, mm-hmm. and Time. Yeah. His breakthrough came with his first article for The Atlantic in May 2008. Uh-huh. This is how we lost to the white man. An article about Bill Cosby, conservatism. But this is 08, so this must have been before yeah, anything before, came out. Yeah. Yeah. Coates went on to become a senior editor at The Atlantic while also writing for his popular blog. He left The Atlantic in July 2018 to focus on moving forward with his writing as a an author. Mm-hmm. Coates' most famous works are his 2008 memoir, The Beautiful Struggle, 2015's Between the World and Me, which is a work of nonfiction written as a letter to his um, teenage son mm-hmm. and inspired by James Baldwin. And We Were Eight Years in Power, a 2017 collection of essays about the Obama presidency. Gabe. Yes, Daniel. Let me ask you, how much of Ta-Nehisi Coates have you read before this? I listened to Between the World and Me on audiobook, and that's about it. You know, that's I actually... think you had a... Didn't you read um, uh, We Were Eight Years in Power? Yeah. Uh, I, I actually... I bought uh, We Were Eight Years in Power when it came out. I read, like, a little bit and then, like, set it aside because um, I have a habit of buying, like, every book that I want and mm. then sometimes setting things aside being like, I'm going to get to that. But, oh, look at this pretty thing over book here. Book nerd. Book nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm, I excitedly buy books when they come out. Yeah, no, I'm bummed. I need another bookshelf. I, most of my books are on the floor. Most, of, like, half of my books are surrounding the one Ikea table. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so, Oh, yeah, I have a lot of books. Um, that said, uh, Gabriel, so yeah, that's interesting. Also, that reminds me, I probably, I really, I should do that. That should be the next thing I listen to. Do what? Um, listen to the audiobook for uh, uh, the, the, the Coates book. Um, Between the World and Me? Between the World and Me. Yeah. Read oh, by him, right? Yes, read by him. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's very heavy. And yeah. it's, 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 it's incredibly moving and it's, it's very, very prescient for the times. Speaking of which. It's all about, you know, how to his son to hold his head high and be on guard and don't be in guard and survive. Uh-huh. You know, it's about what it means to be young and black in America right now. Yeah. Something you and I will never know yes. or understand, but we can educate ourselves as much as possible. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and Coates is kind of like known to be, he, he gets like praise and also criticism for kind of being like, like a like uh popular with like millennial readers and intellectuals yeah who like nothing it, wrong with that and then like people will also like shit on him hard for various things i know that he left, i can't pronounce his name he left no he he left twitter because um like who was it there was like a there's like a a famous like uh like uh well and well-regarded like black philosopher who like retweeted like some like white i could be getting this wrong but like a white supremacist like criticism of coats hmm. and like but because this was a guy who's always been like listen coats is kind of like the bubblegum pop version of like black thought you know interesting and and coats like instead of being angry he just left twitter like he got so sick of basically people constantly attacking him it it in in a very different way it kind of reminds me of like it's like the gladwellian backlash where like people loved him and became very popular and then like people immediately were like yeah but his shit is like you know cheap easy fun yeah. pop or whatever but i mean clearly that's not but coats i'm not saying that i don't actually mm-hmm. don't know enough about it but yeah, yeah so um i've always been very interested 
I should listen to that. And Gabe? Yeah. Black Panther, mm-hmm. A Nation Under Our Feet, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure I got right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you got right. Okay. Gabe, have you yes. read this before? I have not. I have never read a single Black Panther comic before. Okay. Unfortunately, the, uh, and maybe, I guess not really that unfortunately, the only comic book I've read about a black male protagonist has been the Miles Morales stuff for Spider-Man, so Ultimate Spider-Man of him, and okay. goddamn, is it good. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you bet you fucking love Miles. I was a yeah, huge yeah. fan even before I'm uh, into the Spider-Verse, uh-huh. so yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's where it, that's, I mean, like, the world of black comics is huge, I just haven't done any of it, which is a shame. Yeah. I feel like there's something I'm forgetting, but... I'm trying to think about something like, 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 what have I, have I done? Have I, I'm trying to think if I read any, com- again, not a superhero, uh, a comic reader. Yeah. I, I have only read so many before, like actual, like regular, cause like I'll read like, you know, like Watchmen, mm-hmm. um, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, fucking all, Alan Moore's all, not all, black? The most pretentious stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh. I thought Alan Moore was from Nigeria. <laughs> is he i don't remember he could he could, he could be i mean he's he's weird he's a so weird he's a crazy he's a weird dude wizard um but no i'm trying to think about like what other marvel comics i've read mm-hmm. i read uh ultimates uh one and two yeah that was interesting th- those first two volumes and i actually really liked it yeah they were interesting uh anytime i try to read some other superhero comic i usually can't get into it oh man like like i in doing the research for this you have no idea I had I decided to read the entirety of what the Wikipedia article was for the history of Black Panther in the yeah. comics, and the whole time I'm like, what, what? Okay, well, this is what happens when you let a franchise run for sixty years. It's they're they're all like this. And let all, it let it die. And, and honestly, like, <laughs> and I love these comics, and I still say let it die. You're, you're talking about Black Panther being convoluted. Imagine like Fantastic Four. Dude, no, imagine know? fucking X Men. Yeah, I know. It, like X Men, like yeah, it's both the same people but like yeah. yeah it's crazy crazy but um uh speaking of which uh so getting into it um yeah like picking this up and for the early minutes of it mm-hmm. very confused <laughs> yeah it, it it launches right in and there's you know it it does a lot of very quick recapping that if you're not like kind of to the detriment of people who are picking this up for the exactly first time, like daniel do you know who namor is no i know thanos is he's mentioned yeah, vaguely. And you know Doctor Doom, obviously. Yes. So this this volume begins with Wakanda having gotten over a couple different huge fucking things, like Doctor Doom attacking and some bad shit of Namor going down. Yeah. Um, and Namor's the of- king of Atlantis, and he's okay. kind of a dick. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of great. Imagine if uh if Aquaman was like a regal asshole. It's like Patrick Wilson. No more eagle and more, 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 uh, more arrogant and more of an asshole. All right, Nemo's awesome. I don't remember Patrick Wilson. I yeah. don't remember. I'm trying to think. You like, mean the Ocean Master? The 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 only positive thing about him is just seeing Patrick Wilson. Like, not ironically, just, like, proclaim that he is Ocean Master. Yeah. No, Namor, Namor is rad. He's just a big fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, well, looking forward to him to the disappointing sequel to Aquaman. And he keeps on trying to steal um, uh, Sue Richards away from uh, from Reed Richards. <laughs> and, like, Sue's, like, not not into it. And Reed's like... <laughs> I think that'd be a, that'd be a fun co- a comic thing where he's, he's, like, legit trying to be... He's, like, he's not, like, actually kidnapping her. He's just trying to, like, steal it. And, like, she's kind of, like... He's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of hot. And also, Reed, you're kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. I like that. Anyway. Gabriel. That's my name on Instagram. So, a piece of shit. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> uh, Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, 
like oh, get, so try to explain try, can you explain what happens in this in this well, volume let me also set this up too because again like probably like a lot of people out there like you know black panther through the 2018 film the by fantastic Ryan Coogler, film yeah starring uh uh, uh chadwick uh, boseman chadwick boseman and michael Broman? b jordan <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why when i when chadwick boseman i straight up forgot his name before i was gonna say mm-hmm. it. i'm like chadwick uh, boseman and michael b jordan as vegeta and a lot of other people right hell yeah uh and Letitia Wright, which, which i think is Lupita like Nyango. it's one of the highest grossing domestic films yeah, ever yeah period it's like it's like after isn't it after uh endgame probably, i think so probably yeah, yeah. it's immediately after I, I don't did it beat avatar i, I think yeah nobody did, oh, d- domestic Americans yeah don't okay no you're, you're right yeah. yeah i mean don't get me wrong the rest I, of the world i don't know avatar. why anyone likes that anyway, yeah i got nothing. This is, we're not talking about avatar we're not doing we're not going down that okay Gabriel. Yeah. Um, so Let's let, read the novelization. Let me uh, help the listeners out because, again, like I'm assuming they don't know a lot about the Black Panther comics. Yes. But they probably seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm assuming everybody's seen the movie. Um, and this is where it's kind of confusing because Thanos kind of came and went before this 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 particular story begins. Um, there was uh, Namor apparently came out of the ocean and was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he like send a tidal wave on them or something some damn i thought they're are they near the whatever i don't think so <laughs> anyway uh, anyway so um the apparently like uh at some point uh, uh t'challa wasn't like around and mm-hmm. uh shuri his little sister uh who was in the movie who i believe was created by reginald hudlin okay it was probably created for that particular story um yeah uh, she, she was uh she was the queen of wakanda for a little bit mm-hmm. and then like it kind of like re- in- refers to her being killed yes um and that gets complicated later on. Uh, and yeah. And then like, so in the beginning we have T'Challa basically coming back to Wakanda after like all these catastrophes and the story that we were reading to kind of be like, let's do something that's kind of like easygoing and everything like that. This is a story about a nation being torn apart yeah. by civil strife. There's it, a lot of backstory and it doesn't help <laughs> that this is the very first comic book Tanahasi Coates ever wrote that even I'm a uh, the the artist Brian Stalfreeze Stalfreeze I think Brian Stalfreeze Yeah uh, let me double check that. Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the 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 back history it took me a moment to like get really acclimated and I the Stalfreeze uh, Yeah, uh, Brian Stalfreeze had to like help him out a lot on how to get the comic book going yeah you know it, it's it's not not to jump ahead to our thoughts on it it's not lacking in great ideas mm-hmm. and the art is phenomenal but jumping in this is not a easy hop in no it it, it kind of wasn't as simple as the stakes could have been um that said I, it's super cool i kind of appreciate that it feels like someone doing a comic by someone who doesn't really do comics. Mm. It feels like that. Yeah. Um, there's this uh, early on, there's these really great moments of storytelling where like uh, a lot of the story is basically told through the prose mm-hmm. uh, and in like the mind and in the head of T'Challa and whatnot and like in dialogue and people like going through backstories and like every like two or three pages, it like jumps to a different character. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know who the villains aren't, like Killmonger, who apparently may or may not be dead. He's already at this dead. Point. He's dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. So like, but yeah, and like, so there's moments where like there's an action scene physically happening, happening, which is just kind of distracting because the story is just being told in like the character in like the T'Challa's head and whatnot when he's yeah. like doing this action scene and whatnot. In so. conjunction with the wonderful art. And um. Uh. Kind of like putting it, put, um, putting it simply for the listener's sake. Uh, yeah, basically T'Challa is basically back as the king of Wakanda, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, there's a lot of 
dissent in the people. Yeah, right now, um, as T'Challa has returned, he's facing off against uh, multiple threats. Oh. Um, one of which is some rebel Dora Milaje, which were like his personal guard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like um, gosh, what's her name? Oh, in the I, movie? oh, oh the her. Um, uh, oh fuck, o- Okaya. Okoye. Okoye. And she's also uh, Michonne in Walking Dead. Yes. Yeah, um like yeah, the Dora Milaje. Milaje. They are um there's some rebel ones who have who feel let down by um by T'Challa naturally. Yes. And they take some super suits and start fucking shit up. And then there is a woman who is has brain controlling powers. Yes. Zenzi. <laughs> brain controller powers. Yeah, she's causing people to start like descending and like like rioting basically. Yeah. Um uh, and like leading to a massive horrible like brawl happening at the mound where all the vibranium is from yes and lastly there is a tattoo who is a former scholar turned revolutionary who really wants to tear down uh t'challa yeah and he kind of feels like uh like the kind of like primary antagonist to the whole thing Mm -hmm. because he he like yeah he's He's like the string puller he picked up like 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 uh shamanist like kind of like abilities and whatnot and he has this crazy thing where he like is kind of uh, equipped with like a like living wood that essentially is kind of used in like a like he can control like the woods and whatnot Mm so um, earth manipulation power he kind of and he kind of reminds me a bit of like like the kind of like killmongery kind of guy where like he he is le- he is righteously upset about things yeah but maybe is kind of pushing things a little too far and that mm-hmm. makes him a villain yeah um at least so far again we're only at book one yeah book one ends with with <laughs> what oh it comes it opens with a, a myster- some guy some mysterious guy i think he's white or is he just light skin or something like that i think it was light skin mm-hmm. um and uh who is basically like working with a, a tattoo and uh basically so, like he engineers some kind of like terrorist oh, ezekiel stain who i believe is obadiah stain's son ah oh, that was that's when the name sounds familiar okay mm-hmm. i can see that i believe so that makes it because he has like technology and shit yeah he's a tech guy okay I, we don't know who it is he, he's literally yeah. just obadiah stain who um Marvel fans will recall was uh, Jeff Bridges' character in Iron Man One. Yeah, spoiler alert: the bad guy in Iron Man One who who builds a, a bigger Iron Man suit. Yeah, after uh, getting him pizza and having fun, <laughs> fun little conversations with them. Yeah, oh, those were those are some good moments. Yep, that's it. Um, and then like he uh he engineers like a terrorist attack in the streets of Wakanda. Yeah, uh, almost killing uh, uh T'Challa's mother, the mm-hmm. Queen Mother. Um, what's her name? I I just kind of Ramonda. I still kind of refer to her as Angela Bassett. Yeah, Ramonda. Uh, Ramonda, thank you. Um, and uh and yeah, and then it kind of ends with T'Challa kind of talking to like his council, being like, "Gloves off, motherfuckers." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like like um uh, he learns his mother like approaches him with. I talked to this scholar who inspired Tetu, mm-hmm. and you need, as king, you need to not rely on just power. You need to be amongst your people. You need to inspire them mm-hmm. to be better with you because you are leading them. And while he's doing that, while he's coming across this epiphany of how to become a better king, because what not to go into backstory of all this but while black panther has been gone he's been doing random ass shit like hanging out with the fantastic four yeah. he becomes daredevil for a while he runs yeah. a diner in, in the hell's kitchen for a minute yeah, yeah no he does a coming to america he does he straight up does <laughs> okay and he runs a diner and it's fucking his name is daniel you'll appreciate this is mr okonkwo okay <laughs> yeah which is not a great comparison okay I mean, I, I you know they really want to redeem Okonkwo, but anyway, so yeah, the child has been 
fucking around and fucking up. Uh-huh. He has not been a great king. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he when he comes back, you know, he's, he's kind of messed things up. Yeah. In the comics, um, naturally, uh, T'Challa's a lot more complicated. He's a, li- he's a bit more arrogant. He's a bit more difficult. Yeah. He has, he is kind of like Namor. That he has like the, this, yeah. The asshole from the sea. He's kind of like, yeah, like, you know, he's kind of a dick, yeah. but he's a king. And that's a kind of, that's justification for his arrogance. And just as he's learning to be a better leader to his people, Tetu and Stain, through mm-hmm. their plans, unleash a terrorist attack in the, like, the thing and damage Ramonda, they hurt her. Yeah. And, and just, but I kind of want to go to break before I do that. I also want to say like the like the other two big subplots going on one there have you you mentioned there's the midnight angels mm-hmm. like these two rogue um love uh, them. the dora what are, what are dora they milahe the dora milahe uh, uh people who like uh who took like these like prototype suits and whatnot and are basically kind of like they're not they're not villains but they're they're going to be like antagonists to yeah T'Challa. they're antagonistic vigilantes because yes. they are doing things like fucking up the patriarchy because yeah. shitty men are hurting people and when they kill them, they're disrupting what is known as the the, the social order. Yeah. So that brands them as villains. The the uh, the initial thing what happened is that like the one uh, who I think it was the leader of the Dora what have you, mm-hmm. um, they were uh, like she like killed like some guy who was like abusing young girls or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like basically he's basically a rapist. And like essentially like the queen mother, I I think the queen mother wait who was it was the queen mother go to T'Challa or no someone went to the queen mother and was like should we let her go I mean she you know yeah. she killed somebody but like he was he kind of had it coming and queen mother was like no she sets an example yeah and and then like yeah and then so when they brushed out they're just being like hey want to want to take justice in our own fucking hands and like really help like clean up like mm-hmm. like sex slaves or something like that I think they, they rescue Pretty like much, a, yeah. yeah and whatnot so and, and of course, this is, as you said, it's opposed to the actual, like the, you know, T'Challa's like kingdom and like the government, yeah. essentially. Hey, you know, if there's one thing I learned from Battlestar Galactica, it's that <laughs> being on top's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the that's the, the one that's where you learned that from. No, it really <laughs> is. It's the first that's the first bit of media where I watch where it's all about leaders in crisis having to lead. It's actually a good point. Yeah, it's probably the same thing with me. Yeah, I, I'm, I can see that. Too. Way to go, Ron. Um, Even if your show was a metaphor for Bush era America, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's I mean, yeah, that's an interesting. So they said that about uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies too. Oh yeah. Uh, but that's a like the other, the last subplot that's going on is that Shuri, who's suspended in animation yes. into Chala's closet. Yeah, you know, uh, it's kind of like um uh, when when in the movie when T'Challa goes to speak to the forefathers. Yeah. Well, kind I, of. Sort of. Well, here's the thing. Well, that's what's going on. Because, like, we go into Shuri's mind and she's kind of, like, she, as you said, she's kind of in, like, that kind of, like, dreamy kind of land where she hangs out with the other, ki- the previous kings. Because yeah. she was, a, she was a, a queen and a Black, uh, black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, But in this, in the physical world, she's, like, described as being not dead and not alive and, like, suspended yeah. in T'Challa's closet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mind you, everyone, this is 2016, so this is before the movie. Yeah. So this is all different lore, so you really can't compare it to the movie that much at all. Yeah. Uh, it's the same, same characters, but different. Even, uh, for example, uh, M'Baku. M'Baku? M'Baku. Uh, he, he dead. He's dead. We see his brother, who uh, has reclaimed 
M'Baku's like comic book character who is called Man Ape, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's like now his brother who I think gets killed, right? He got killed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He got... by the by the the angels. Yeah, by the midnight angels and whatnot. So yeah, shit's fucking crazy. Yeah. No. Um. It's like even if it was hard to get into, mm-hmm. I definitely got into it, especially when I took the time to read the art. Mm-hmm. And boy, I would I, I think of Comicsology. Um. I have a I have a Kindle Unlimited. Um. A free trial for a little while. I might go ahead and just keep on reading more of these. I can see that. And uh, Gabriel, uh, yeah, it took a little bit to get into. Re- looking, try. I first I tried to read it off of my phone, and I have, oh. a, I have a big phone. You got a big phone. And let me tell you, even with like zooming in and shit, <laughs> you know what they say about men of big phones? Little hands. No, I was gonna <laughs> say that your data is really, you know, accessible. Accessible, and I can see that too. Although mine fucking sucks at picking up Wi-Fi. Whack. I've, yeah, I've been in the living room, and we gotta get you a boost. We gotta get a boost in here. I, it's also my phone. I think my phone's anyway. Uh, Anywho, so we're running I, a little long. So then I had to pick it up on my Mac, on my Mac, and just like right off the screen, which really helped. Um, but yeah, no, I, I got into it. But before we talk about getting into it, Gabriel, <gasps> let's go to break. <gasps> we come back. We have a game to play. We do, and then. We're going to talk about our feelings. Is it a feist game? Maybe, possibly. Game Roth, throw the break. Tight. Welcome back. Hi. Dear listener readers. What up, babies? To <laughs> Slow Readers. Slow Readers. America's Fast Paced Literature Podcast. I'm still Gabe. I am podcast. You are, and Black Lives Still Matter. Black Lives Still Matter. Gabriel. Have always mattered. Speaking of Black Panther. Okay. Okay. Many people. Again, it was... Is the answer Michael B. Jordan? Yes, exactly. Yes! yes! Uh, speaking of which... Scarification. Uh, everyone knows the 2018 uh, Black Panther movie, nominated for several Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. I think uh, made over a bi- like a billion and a half, uh, and it made like... And it's the second highest grossing domestic release, I think, ever. Rightfully uh, so. And I-, I believe that's correct. I think it's 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 the best, the, the best standalone Marvel film, and and I, I I'll put it up there. It's one of the be- it's definitely one of the better Marvel movies. It really is. Like like top three, I think. Uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That movie has a stacked cast. It does. And Gabriel, DJ stacked cast. I I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna play with that idea in a little game I like to call Inside and Out Gatekeeper. 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 Seasons wait for you. I love, love that insert now. I can't believe it's a BG song. Hey, that's the first song that you interest me to with Feist. And I'm like, this is a great song. God, I can't believe I remember that. That's mm-hmm. so long ago. Yeah, that was 2006. Yeah, I, I can't believe that. Anyway, mm-hmm. Gabriel. Yeah. So, Gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. In this Gatekeeper out. Uh, oh, I should. Let me explain Gatekeeper first. Gatekeepers, again, I have. It's almost like a Jeopardy thing where I have an object, a name, something related to like some the topic of like the day, whatever it is and whatnot. Jeopardy. And the idea is that like I have, for example, a noun. Okay. And then basically the point is you need to guess the noun. I will name ten hints. Mm-hmm. And basically for every hint, you can guess the answer. If you don't guess it, you get a point off. Mm-hmm. If you guess it and guess it wrong. You get two points off plus you move to the next thing. Yeah. You could also ask one yes or no question, a major yes or no question. But if you do that, it'll cost you five points. Okay. Or maybe, you know, let's say three points now. Let's say maybe. five. Okay, fine. Let's okay. fucking do it. Someone wants to play with I'm two bullets and the gun. Yeah, man. Uh, Gabriel? I play Go with no handicap. Oh, shit. I'm reading a Go manga right now. It's pretty great. Are you sick fuck? It's called Hikaru no Go. Gabriel. Yeah. So for this episode of Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Uh... The answer to this gatekeeper is the name of an actor who appears in Black Panther. 
Oh man, is it Scoot McNary? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ding ding. Yeah. He's not in it, right? No. <laughs> hey, he's. I don't it. know. Maybe he's in everything. I love that guy, Gabriel. He's he like does he's also in a wheelchair in that one? <laughs> sure. <laughs> he was in a wheelchair that blows up. And mm-hmm. like, anyway, Gabriel. Yeah. Not only so you have ten ten gates, aka yes. hints, okay. to guess it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do something crazy. Oh, okay. Uh, I have each gate slash hint mm-hmm. listed, one through ten. Mm-hmm. I will have you randomly pick them. Oh, that's fun. Yes. Also, so, I I know this movie pretty well. Yeah, you know, you know, you can probably know every single actor who's in it. Yeah. But I'm gonna name hints pre- about the actor. Pre question, okay. if I may, are you using actor in the sense of a male or female? Yeah, like okay. it, I'm using it in in in, in a sexual term, non gender okay. term, I should say. Fantastic. Uh, so Gabriel. Unlike um, J.K. Rowling. Yes, un- unlike J.K. Rowling. <laughs> not talking about Harry Potter. Get your shit together, Joe. Gabriel. Yep. Hit the theme music because it's time to play Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Gabriel. Yes. I need you to pick a number between one and ten. Five. Five. Okay. It's the answer. It is the answer. <laughs> okay. Who is Sco- Scoot McNary? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel. Do I have to answer in the form of a question? This actor does not appear on the main poster listed on IMDb, hmm. nor does uh, the his, uh, his or her name appear. However, the actor does have a character poster. Interesting. So their face and their name does not appear on the poster, the main poster. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be a poster down the way, but like the main one not doesn't appear there, but they do have a character poster. See, this is fun because this incentivizes, especially the random selection incentivizes mm-hmm. me to really go for it. Yeah. And, uh, and I could ask the big yes or no and just ask you if either it's a man or a woman or if they're black or white, and that would mm. really divide things. It's actually That's actually a really solid usage of your yes or no question. Yeah, I'll see if, I'll see how far I get on it. You can bank it for a little bit. I'm going to take a quick stab. Okay. Is it Angela Bassett? Gabriel? Yes. Angela Bassett? You are wrong. Okay, but she's on the poster. So you have... Eight points now, okay. and you move on to the next one. Okay, but very, very good. This is how you play it, and the the whole purpose is to win with uh, to to guess it right with any points. Mm-hmm. More points, the better, or the least, not amount. Anyway, yeah, and they don't. You know, I play this game like the way XCOM is supposed to be played aggressively. Aggressively, Gabriel. That's not how I play XCOM though. I played very cautiously. Yeah, no, plus you don't you barely, you don't really play XCOM. Well, I played it a lot. Then I I couldn't handle the pressure of losing my soldiers. Gabriel. Yeah. I need you to pick a pick a prayer. Pick a number between one and ten. Okay, um uh three. Three? Okay. Gate three. Mm-hmm. Appears in the following TV productions. Oh. Watership Down, Black Mirror, Doctor Who, and Skins. Interesting. There's some crazy factoids I learned about this actor uh oh. in researching. Oh, I know who it is. Do you want to guess or do you want to keep going? Uh, okay, I know who it is. Okay. Because I know only one person in that movie is in Skins. Okay, are you sure? Because there's a lot of people in Skins. That's true. Okay, um, for the sake of uh, of, of playing the game, okay. I'm, I'm going to try and move forward a couple more. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. okay one, one through ten. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let's, um, let's, let's do gate number four. Number four. Going to fixing that, that hole like it's Battleship. Okay. <laughs> Gabriel, gate four. Appeared in the films Kick-Ass 2, Welcome to the Punch, 
that Mitch and uh, that Mitchell and Webb look. Love that show. And Johnny Johnny English Reborn. Actually, like uh, I I think I know who it is. Because <laughs> I'm mind. like this guy's not. I know it's a guy. He's not on the poster. He's not on the name face. Not on poster, but it has a character poster. Okay, then I need to guess actually to try and narrow it down because. As you said, it, it would not surprise me at all if Letitia Wright was in Skins and I didn't know it. Because I only watched the first, like, four seasons. Out of seven series, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Daniel, I'm going to go ahead and guess. Okay. Let's, let's, let's aim for a short episode. Okay. Is it Daniel Kaluuya? Is it Daniel Kaluuya? Final answer. Yes. Okay. Gabriel. That is correct! Yeah! You win with eight points. That makes sense, right? I think Daniel Kaluuya was one of Jal's brothers. Uh, Yeah. Well, here's an interesting fact. Now, let me read the... Actually, I think you got seven. He's not on the poster? He's not on the main poster. If you go on IMDb, like that poster... Yeah. Face the name, not on The famous one. That's wild. It has a character poster. I knew he had a character poster. Uh, Going down the line... Because he was a big pull by then. He was already in Get Out. There's a... Yeah. Well, yeah. They, right? It was one of his follow-up films. Yeah. Like, obviously, yeah. Get Out was uh, 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 2017. Yeah. Uh, Born in London in uh, 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just like Taylor Swift. Well, that one was lame. I'm glad he didn't pick that one. Number two. <laughs> one of the actor's earliest major feature film roles was in Johnny English se- uh, sequel from 2003. Actor, Reborn. The actor received rave reviews on the London stage well, for yeah, a show called Please Go Down All the Clues. I yeah. want to hear all of them. Uh, then you got the next three. Uh, number six was recently formed the production company 59%, along with Mattel Films. 59% will produce a feature film adaptation of Barney and Friends, along with DreamWorks Animation and Universal. Lucky for me, I picked that one. Yeah, I know because that's I, I, I didn't know if like it's like I feel like you either you know clearly it's going like oh that guy or it's like who? Yeah, what? Um, that could have been literally literally anyone. Uh, this actor won the BAFTA Rising Star Award in 2018, nominated for an Academy Award. Mm. Uh. Here's here's something really cool. You probably didn't know. You knew that he was in Skins. Yes. But did you know that not only did he appear in the hit BBC, BBC show Skins, but was also contributing writer in the first two series. That's amazing. I yeah, had no idea. The actor has head writer credits for two episodes. By the way, those those episodes the, those episodes aired, at least the earliest one, aired when he was roughly about 18. Holy shit. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya, hell yeah. Yeah, he uh insanely talented guy. I, um, I can't, I really, he's one of those actors where I can't wait to see what he does next. I mean, yeah. I love, I love Get Out. I, I pretty much loved him in, in everything that I've seen him, except for Kick-Ass 2, but that's not his problem. He, was, his fault. he <laughs> was in, he was in, in, what's it called? In uh, the, 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 the assassin movie. Sicario. 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 Yeah. Sicario. That was him, right? Sicario, his buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, Sicario, yeah, no, he was in a Sicario. Yeah, he was awesome in that. Bro, um, you want to watch Sicario? I love that movie. I, I never not want to watch it. Also, I think every episode so far, I I've said a movie and Brody want to watch it and you still haven't watched Megamind. <laughs> Megamind. Gabriel, last one. The actor's breakthrough came in a lead performance in an episode of Black Mirror. Which one was that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but that was... I, I that... haven't seen anywhere. I've only seen the first what? season of Black Mirror. I've only seen three episodes. Yeah, I've seen what's it called. I saw the, the first season. I saw the white bear and I saw the the, the, the pig fucking. Uh-huh. And I saw... Uh, I... <clears throat> I saw um, the Toby Kebbell... Um, cuts his head off. <laughs> and, Spoilers? Uh, what the fuck? He doesn't cut his head off. Okay. <laughs> and um, we haven't seen that episode. No. That's like the most famous one. The Toby Kebbell story one? of your life. No, I, I've been meaning to watch that one and the um, the one about the two women in love. 
Yes, and Junipero. Sensible. Haven't seen it. And the only one other one I've seen is the Donald Gleason one because you know I'm a massive Donald Gleason. Because you have a cru- man, there's your man crush. I'd fuck that guy in a minute. Uh, I watched the I watched the uh, the pig fucking one, uh, the Bryce Dallas Howard one, which was awesome. Yeah, I've uh, seen that one. Directed by uh, 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 a a director I love talking about named Joe Wright. By the way, who? Uh, J- Joe Wright, acclaimed director of Pan. Scott Pilgrim. Oh yeah. <laughs> God, never mentioned Pan in front Pan. of me. So angry. So, so angry. I watched the the David Slade one about the, uh, the the robot dogs that are like that are like uh, military weapons, which is fucking cool. crazy. I love David Slade. He's made some of the, my favorite episodes of television. Um, and the John Hamm one. I know. I didn't even know that was a John Hamm one. Yeah, the John Hamm one. Where uh, who's the other person like that? Anyway, uh, well, but that's hey. it. Gabriel, good yeah, job. You cool. did a really good yeah. job with gay- Gatekeeper. This is the uh, the quickest win so far. Yeah, yeah. Most most points, seven points, three gates in. You got it. Hey, I definitely know. And and one of them, I kind of like gave up because I'm like, oh, I already know. Yeah, okay, so yeah, you knew what it was based on just on the skins. I just thing. wanted to play. Yeah, based on the skins thing. Well, um, yeah. Speaking of which, one of the reasons why I wanted to make it uh, random like that. I mean, I would have really enjoyed it if like uh, if Martin Freeman played a teenager in skins. <laughs> Martin Freeman. Like, Greetings, like, yeah. fellow kids. <laughs> That'd have been fun. Um, but no, uh, honestly, like, I didn't know if any of those were going to be tells. As far as I know, you did or didn't know that he was making a fucking Barney movie. I did not know that. Uh, as far as I know, you did and didn't know that he was, that he would not only appeared in Skins, but also was, like, a head writer on two episodes. At, that like, I didn't know. That's 18. amazing. That fucking guy. Well, apparently, uh, Skins, uh, I, and I went through a wiki hole in Skins. It took me this long because I was going it's through it. It's a good there. time. I really liked that show for a minute. But, uh, like, apparently, like, the, the average, like, uh, age of, like, the writers and, like, especially, the early seasons were tw- was 21 fuck so, i mean it makes sense yeah it adds up. Yeah. that's and pretty great they're all like hyper fucking intelligent people like daniel kalua that freak of nature who's yeah. like that good of a writer at when he was a teenager i love that dude that said anyway gatekeeper gatekeeper uh let's go to break okay when we come back we have to talk about our feelings skrill and then we gotta talk about what we do love it okay okay the break Welcome back. Hey. Dear listener readers. Happy to have you back. <laughs> Slow readers. Hi. America's Fast Pistol Chewbacca. Yeah, it's still us. I'm still Gabe. Am I? And you are. <laughs> am I? Uh, anyway. I'm still Gabe. Am I? Am I? Yes, Daniel. Co-host uh, of the show. So this is a show where we talk Drinking about- Drinking red wine. Drinking red wine and it's getting late. Uh, Gabriel, real quick. So I just said getting laid. Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Black Panther Volume 1. Uh, a nation under our feet. Yes. Yes. Hopefully that's the title. <laughs> yeah. um, oh dear. Gabriel. So yeah. How did you feel about reading this? Your first Black Panther comic, uh, a comic r- uh, written by Coates of all people. Uh, how, how did you feel? Finish yawning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be very surreptitiously. Yeah, no, Solid. Well done. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. No, I'm a, it, it's, it's, I'm really not familiar with Brian Stillfreeze either, but mm-hmm. The art in this was excellent. I don't know how you felt about it. Every time I've mentioned it so far, I've kind of glazed over it. But with the art, yeah, yeah, the art's been very. You know, like there are some artists that kind of pack like a lot of random shit in a few lines, mm-hmm. and there's artists like Brian Stelfreeze who manages to smartly evoke action or a little bit if there's a little hint, mm-hmm. and uh, like the, the choice of when eyes are green in the tiniest panel. Mm-hmm. Or one of my favorite little details is there's a scene where um, where T'Challa is talking to his mom, stepmom, actually. Oh, and uh, all right, all right. he's in full um, uh, garb. He takes off his mask to talk to her for a minute. 
And then when he when he starts when he's opening up to her, and then he becomes a little more defensive again. And it's um the foreground of the shot is just like his his neck down, uh-huh. and in the background is um Raimonda. And when his guard comes back up and the mask comes on, all you see to evoke the mask coming on is a little tendril of the nano machines coming back onto his face. Yeah. And it's such wonderful, thoughtful little bits of detail that I'm like, this is a really great artist that I should have been paying attention to a long time ago. Uh-huh. Um, that being said, a lot of information is thrown at me of not being a hardcore Marvel or superhero comics reader anymore. Mm-hmm. I read manga more religiously than I read American comics, partly because it's more cost-effective for me to do it. Check out the Shonen Jump app, everyone. It's $2 a month. Um, I'm I'm invested in seeing what happens, but, you know, it's it's kind of like the, the Haruhi problem we had where I'm like, I love the adaptation that I saw first so much. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get a grip on this new one, mm-hmm. but one on, on the older one, the original one, but getting around to it, it's really fascinating. And reading that original Fantastic Four one is a bit like... Um... It, it's like, makes sense. Yeah, it adds <laughs> not, up. It's not surprising. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, long story short, the, the original Fantastic Four issue, which I skimmed, yeah. It, it's like um it, it it does that thing where it introduces him as like an antagonist almost mm-hmm. who basically invites them the Fantastic Four to uh, Wakanda and then and then does like a dan- most dangerous game with them. Yeah. Um the purpose of which I don't know if you know was to train himself to see if he was strong enough to defeat Ulysses Claw who had already like attacked the country. Okay. All right. Uh, That's why like if the episode end the issue ends if like I like you have proven yourselves now I will tell you the truth, cliffhanger. Which, which you know could have been anything. The could fact that it was like UC Claw, and I'm like, well, he's gonna say some shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, but that said, um, how did you feel about it, Daniel? Uh, I, it took it took me a moment to get into as a it. non-superhero comics reader. Yes, uh, it took me a moment to get into it, but I did actually really like it. Uh, there's some pretty heady concepts that like I, a lot of that the I politics. I don't really almost don't understand a little bit. Like the early the early moments with a tattoo. Uh, I didn't really. I, I'm like, what the. I fuck? love the whole what? couple of tree pages. Tree like, I am a tree. Thing. Yeah, fascinating. Like, I I, I kind of need to go back and be like, well, what the fuck was going on there? Because like, on the, it's I dense. But honestly, I really love uh, T'Challa's kind of central conflict. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're starting T'Challa, kind of like it's a bit of a reckoning for him being an absentee king. Yeah. Uh, and he's come back. He comes back. His sister's fucking supposedly been killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the people are like kind of like fighting against him. And some of the people are like going against the government for kind of like good reasons. Legit reasons. Legit reasons. It begins with, um, I don't know if you saw this in the notes for the art. Uh, it begin. it like opens on this shot of like the uh, Wakanda soldiers, like fighting back, like a, like a mob essentially. Mm-hmm. And like in the artist notes at in the back, like a, uh, Coates wrote that uh, it, it was supposed to invoke the Boston bombings. Oh yeah, um, which is which is I never would have thought that, but no, I love the central concept of like this is like he's he's on a journey to become like a better king essentially, uh, with all and like you know all these antagonists. Like I'm actually genuinely kind of like that's actually a really fucking cool concept. That's a great concept. That's a great premise. And honestly, it is. He's re- already like an like an overpowered hero. Yeah, it, like an overpowered. Like I I don't give a shit about seeing uh black panther fight uh you know another like a, a an evil black panther or something like that yeah but hearing him like like tackle with like where he's like fighting against all these rebels and in his mind he's like i'm killing my nation yeah i mean that's pretty fucking that's rad, pretty great you know? that's very very human it's yeah. wonderful uh it's it's like the superman problem where 
the most boring Superman stories is Superman fights someone strong. Yeah. The most interesting Superman stories is what does one do with all this power? Yes. So they try to tackle in Man of Steel, but yeah. Uh, but that's it. But that's a no, no. I'm, I was like super fucking into it. it. Yeah, it was like kind of confusing, and I would kind of. It felt like reading like more of like a liter like a heavy like literary thing than it did like a comic. Yeah, I guess it's the benefit of having like an incredibly smart like journalist and first time like fiction writer cover something like this like a genre piece. Yeah. You've always said that the best some of the best material for you anyway is a. Uh, c-grade material handled by a plus talent yeah you have like a lot of that especially i mean you can definitely have that in comics and whatnot but that's definitely a thing in like movies like uh you know the the great examples is that like you know like alien alien is like there's so many movies about like an alien on a spaceship that fights people but like alien did that in such a different way mm-hmm. with like the f- like really fucking talented people yeah. and shit and they made a movie that felt like like oh my god this new thing still it's, terrifying it's been around forever yeah um, but anyway, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of what it feels like, I, I, I guess for this, uh, it, it is a bit of a tease. Cause honestly, like going forward, it's like, I, I kind of want to like keep going, but yeah, well, well, these well, things never end really. I guess an arc did, will end. A, yeah. Didn't you have, I thought this was like a contained arc written by the guy. No, I think it's, oh, I guess so. Or the, the I, team, I, it, I guess, it had to have say. been ultimately all arcs end. Yeah. Whether they whether it was done by them or not, it might have gone Alan Smithy. Because he's got shit to do. You yeah, know, he's a I mean, guy. at some point he had to be he's like, like I can't, I can't keep doing this. I have mm. movies to make with Obama. Yeah. yeah. I don't, he's not making movies with Obama. <laughs> I don't think so. He might be. Um, but, he's currently working on a, on like a piece about um, America. I think he's working with David Simon right now, actually, oh, yeah? to make a show about um, America during the King years. Isn't it crazy? I'm sorry. (laughs) So so it should be cool. Yeah, it should be cool. And it sounds exciting, but I'm always thinking like, man, isn't it crazy how much like anything we had this with like the pandemic where like all commercials seemed weird. Yeah. Uh, And now it's just like, I'm really going to change that. Yeah. Is that going to happen? Hey, I'm sure it'll boast like only bolster it. (laughs) True. Gabriel. Yeah. So uh, we have a couple things to do still. Uh, One thing we like to do brought to us by our old buddy from the fucking Whip Around podcast. Everyone check out the Whip Around podcast every Whip Around Wednesday for all your weird news needs. They are not, in fact, the Fox News show. They are good friends of ours with old Shawnee B. Horny Hayes and Dr. Phil Laporta bringing you all the macabre and all the science. Love you, boys. Yeah. Uh, called. I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> everything you said while I was talking. <laughs> yeah. Called Hazy Memories. Hazy Memories. Gabriel, years from now, when you remember having read this first graphic novel, mm-hmm. uh, what will come to your mind? I'm going to think probably about the, uh, the, the wonderful visual storytelling, probably especially about the point where uh, the the Midnight Angels, that's uh-huh. the name, they uh, when they liberate the basically the sex slaves, the women about to be like like sexually abused by mm-hmm. like these men, like I I love the way the strands of all this are coming together. You know, a good story is going to come together by how the many different storytelling strands are going to come together, mm-hmm. and it's it feels heavy and present, and no one feels right. I mean, everyone feels right, everyone feels wrong. Yeah, and like I'm excited. I I think that's that's good storytelling. That's why I'm willing to read more of it because I want to know how it all shakes out. What about you, Daniel? Yeah. What is your hazy memory that's ten almost, years from now? What are you feeling? Yeah, that's a, that's kind of a continuation to like final thoughts and everything like that because I'm like, yeah, no, same, same. 
same bro. Tight. Uh, I I love I love that I love that this is like this feels like a very big story where there's so many characters and everyone is kind of like right. Mm-hmm. Um, the only character we didn't really get into is the the chicken green, uh, the 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 one with the mind powers. Oh yeah, well she, she didn't do much. Yeah, I'm assuming like we're gonna kind of learn more about her. I actually didn't remember her name. Zenzi, uh, Zenzi. But I thought she was gonna be like kind of like the main. Antagonist I'm sure and- she'll come further into it. I think right now she's kind of like um more or less a pawn of um tattoos. Yeah, so well, we'll see what happens. It seemed like they had some kind of partnership. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, my hazy memory. Oh fuck! What is my hazy memory? What's your hazy memory, B? I think uh, one of my big hazy memories is going to be... You bump into Tanahasi Coates at a party. Yeah. And he's like, oh, did you read my comic book? Yeah, no, um, I, I think it would, I think there was, there's like two big ones. And I, they're actually like like the like the little action scenes that happen just because I do really like that contrast of seeing uh, the Black Panther act with his mind going in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much like kind of like self-doubt and almost like self, not self-loathing, but like like he like he's aware like it it, it 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 like as you said it's kind of like oh it, it's fucking hard being in charge mm-hmm. and it's just like you, the head. you have this sensation you have like the sense of him truly being like i'm doing what i do to fulfill my role even though i know the damage that it's doing and he's already given up like to him he's given up everything already yeah but he hasn't given enough not as king not yet yeah and i i i really dig this as kind and of being like a dark turn at the end yeah I, I i'm so curious about where this is going to be mom's not dead by the way no she's fine yeah, she's fine it looked like she was going to die but she, yeah there's like, you, put, you put a shroud on her face yeah, she put a, she's dead put a shroud on her face and next I scene <laughs> next panel well she survived she's fine yeah but anyway that that's that's my final thought so uh, let's stop talking about this let me cool. take this book Oh no, it's on fire. Gabriel. Like Los Angeles. <laughs> Gabriel. Yep. I hope Los Angeles isn't on fire. I mean, no. that'd be a fun. Thank- I thought I saw smoke driving around today. It's just my smudgy glasses. All right, good. Because, like, unfor- yeah, we can't have things burning over here because yeah, the whole yeah, thing will burn. The whole thing goes down. The, the, everything will literally burn. Yeah. Um. That said, mm-hmm. Gabriel, so next week. Uh, back um, to Burdain, bro. Back, back to Burdain. We only have two books to go. Two books to go. And then we're going to talk about what we're going to do next, which I'm very excited yeah. to talk about. But uh, And also we could always do more Black Panther volumes. We could also do more Black Panther, yeah. We'll, we'll just go through um the run of this arc at the very least. Blablio. What? I need you to do one thing for me. Is that my character name in Elder Scrolls? Yes. I need you to plug. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian America's Stories. It's a cultural heritage documentary podcast about the Asian American experience. Season two has dropped. Um, it's uh, all about what's going on now, about racial problems, about yeah. COVID and whatnot. So it's heavy. My episode is episode three of season one, the talk we're supposed to have. I'm very, very proud of it. It's about my life. It was featured on both San Francisco Public Radio and the AV Club. Um, she's not going to hear this, but quick shout out to Paula Mardo of the Long Distance Radio Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they also featured, they're about the Filipino-American experience specifically, and wonderful show. And um, they featured my episode on their show. Ooh. Daniel, you'll be pleased to hear this. Or jealous. <laughs> Paula got a job working for Pushkin Podcasts. Oh, that's cool. So she's working for Malcolm Gladwell now. Yeah. So, Daniel, that <laughs> means you and I have a connect to Malcolm Gladwell. Hey. I'm going to... Yeah. No, that that's exciting. I, I yeah, dig no, Malcolm that, Gladwell. 
Long Distance is extremely well researched, well done. So mm-hmm. do me a favor, check out Long Distance Radio. Paula and Patrick, um, her partner, they put together an outstanding show. You don't need to be Filipino to enjoy it, but mm-hmm. it's just wonderful journalism, wonderful writing. And lastly, um, give us reviews, etc. Whatever, who fucking cares? Please do it. We'll write your, we'll sing your name on the air. Um, and follow me on Instagram at read.richards. Read like reading a book. Daniel. And for me, simple enough, on Twitter, Top Gun Radio, Instagram, mm. we're mainly active, slow readers, although I stopped being active. You can because... follow him at Laura, I'm a Laura Lux fan, <laughs> yeah. 8989. I stopped liking shit because uh, apparently that's, all right, follow the, <laughs> listen to the previous episodes to get that. And uh, and you can buy my fiction right now, anywhere you get your ebooks, physical copies on Amazon, A Cook in the Kingdom, and yeah. The Shadow from the Deep. Yeah. Gabriel, yeah. we need to end because the battery is at empty. <laughs> Fair enough. See you guys next week for Terran Wanderer by Lloyd Alexander Pierce Christopher Priest Jones. Yes. Stay safe out there. Bye, guys. Black Lives Matter. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com.